as as the self-professed uh, biggest fan of ten questions with ten pastors, I, I know fan. you know the first question. Yes. So do you prefer In and Out or Five Guys? In and Out all day. And tell me why. Five Guys is gross. That's why. Um, yeah, five Five Guys fries are very greasy. And That's true. the bag, the grease at the bottom of the bag makes me never want to eat it. But you still do sometimes. You're aware of Five yeah, Guys. Yeah, my wife makes me. The only time I eat Five Guys is when my wife makes me. Okay. Um, but I prefer In and Out all day long. It's not a California thing. No, it's not a California thing. It's a taste thing. It's a taste thing. It is a um, I have a fine taste in food <laughs> thing. Others do not. What do you put on your In-N-Out burger? This isn't one of the questions. I don't put anything on there. It's just the cheese. Just the cheese <laughs> and the meat and bread. Yeah. That's simple. Vegetables should not be wasted. I thought this was going to be your answer because Five Guys has too many toppings and you, you're not a toppings guy. I'm not a toppings guy. You like it plain. All right, is this really the first question? That's the first question. Okay. I can do my intro now. Okay, go. Welcome to Season 2 of 10 Questions with 10 Pastors, brought to you by Gateway Seminary, with your host, Tyler Sanders. This episode was recorded live at the SBC in Anaheim. Yeah, this is 10 Questions with 10 Pastors. I'm Tyler Sanders, Director of Communications at Gateway Seminary. I'm here with Steve Reynolds, who is pastor, senior pastor of First Baptist Church in Barstow, which mm-hmm. is in Barstow, California. It is. Steve's a graduate and a current student. Yes. Received your MDiv in 2014. Yes. Current PhD student. Yes. In dissertation phase. Yes. Are you You're doing all done? this without notes. Well, I... Here's the, here's the inside scoop for the listeners. We've known each other for a really long time. Quite a while. We were roommates. Yep. We used to go to seminary together. Yep. And we served in ministry together for a long time, too. Yep. All right, let's get into serious questions. All right. Uh, why don't you tell us um, how you became a Christian? I became a Christian um, at a vacation Bible school. I was seven years old. Um, I, I tell folks, uh, Southern Baptist is everything I know. I was born and raised in Southern Baptist churches. Um, I, I, I like to joke fo- with folks that, you know, I, I live off of those uh, animal crackers and Kool-Aid from Vacation Bible School oh, yeah. as a kid. And so seven years old at a Vacation Bible School, my pastor at Michael Memorial Baptist Church in Gulfport, Mississippi, uh, shared the gospel. And I came to faith. And I remember meeting in his office and sitting in his big chair in his office, being terrified of my pastor, Mm. um, that it was as if sitting in the presence of God himself. Um, But he clearly presented the gospel. I I knew that I needed a savior. So I came to faith that day. And I went home and told my parents, I want to get baptized and um, was baptized two weeks later. And um, very simple story in that, obviously, um, it's a miracle. Salvation is a miracle at yeah. all times. And those who say, I have a boring testimony, I'm like, there's no such thing, right? Um, God <laughs> saved me at a young say. age, and um, hmm. it's just been an incredible journey since. Yeah. What are you reading right now? Right now, I'm reading a lot of things. Um, I'm, I'm finishing up a dissertation on Charles Spurgeon. So lots of Spurgeon. Um, lots of Spurgeon sermons, mm. um, particularly this week. i um, been reading some on his view of the atonement, um, so reading several writings on that. 
Um, I'm also just finished um, Shepherding Like Jesus. Um, Andrew A. Bear wrote this book. Great little book. I think that's the title of it. Yeah. Um, for pastoral ministry. And also reading with my deacons, a little deacon book. Um, and so I, I try to mix it up a little bit. Uh, I do read a lot of academic stuff, but also try to mix it up with some pastoral ministry stuff and get encouraged in that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Now, um, this is kind of a two-parter Yeah. on preaching. It's big picture and small picture. How do you approach, like, themes? How are you planning? You know, how far out are you planning, like, a series? How are you getting through that stuff? And then, like, the right. second part is how do you – what's your process week to week uh, preparing a sermon? Okay. Um, the first the, – I, I am a strong believer in expository, expositional preaching um, – through books of the Bible. That is the main meat of what I do. Um, a very unspiritual answer to it is usually I just pick a book and I say, uh, we haven't studied this, let's do it. Huh. Now, obviously, I do think about things going on in church life and culture and all these other things. Um, but I am, I am such a strong believer in that God's word is good and it was written for our good. And so picking a book, working through it, and preaching through it, I work from a calendar usually about a year to a year and a half ahead of time. Um, and I leave gaps in there for, for special things and, and for themes or anything that come up. Um, but generally, I work off of a year to a year and a half calendar. Um, and so when you're preaching through books, typically I start by doing a big outline of the book to see generally how long that's going to take me and, and work from there. Um, so, yeah, I work through that. I, I do, obviously, um, Easter. I preach Easter stuff. <laughs> I sure. preach on the yeah. death and resurrection of Christ. So that's always built in there. Christmas, I preach on Christmas, right? Yeah. Um, and then I also have, at least once or twice a year, um, a more thematic mm -hmm. um, sermon series um, where this year I did one um, just on the doctrine of the church and who we are. Um, this summer I'm preaching through the Psalms of Ascent, so Psalms 120 mm. through 134. Um, in the fall, I'll be preaching Colossians, I believe. And um, so, yeah, that's how I work from that. Okay. Um, on a um, smaller level, week to week, I work off of a four-day schedule um, with sermon prep, um, exegesis the first day. Mm -hmm. um, the second day, I do theological stuff. So, so the first, first day, I'm asking the question, what does this text say? What did it say to them? Right. Yeah. Um, and so that takes a few hours. I usually do that on Sunday afternoon. I go home, I eat lunch, I come back about really? 1 30 in the afternoon and work work till evening. Okay. Um, because Mondays are kind of hectic yeah. in church. A lot of a lot of my meetings fall on Mondays. So um, and then Monday slash Tuesday I do the theological work. So the question is what does the whole Bible say about this text for me? And so I'm doing systematic theology, biblical theology, and, and looking at just the bigger picture of scripture and themes, theological te themes in the text. On uh, Wednesday, uh, I am doing my application. You know, what does what does this say to us, this text? And so I run through a list that I work off of, of different people that may be in my audience. And I say, you know, what does this text say to an unbeliever? What does this text say to a believer? What does this text say to someone who may be anxious or someone who may need to be humbled in their sin? And, and so I kind of work systematically through that. And it helps me, and I'm praying through that the whole mm -hmm. time, um, of knowing my audience, but also knowing what this text has to say 
to yeah. my audience. By the end of that day, I have a sermon outline typically with, complete with, you know, what are the main points, then what are going to be my applications and then illustration, that kind of stuff. Um, and so that on Thursday, I write the sermon. Okay. And so I write a full manuscript sermon and uh, edit it down to a certain extent. I practice a couple of times before Sunday morning. I'm still young and preaching. Um, and I do believe I'm going to continue that, though. That's mm, for me, because I work from a manuscript, it helps me that I'm not um, just reading from the pulpit. So I, I found that very helpful. For me, a manuscript helps because I am a storyteller. I like to ramble. And I believe that every word matters in the yeah. pulpit. Um, so that helps me to, to kind of center myself on what's being said and those things. Okay, I got an extra question, a surprise question. Go ahead, for you surprise. What do you think is the most challenging technical aspect of preaching for you? Like in terms of like your illustrations, you know, is that the tough part? Is it transitions? Is it application? Like what, where's, what's challenging? It depends. Um, I try to pick at least one part of my sermons each year that I work on for a whole mm. year. Um, in so a personal one year, development kind yeah, of. Yeah, in a personal development. Yeah, yeah. So one year I'm going to work on my illustrations all year. One year I'm going to work on application. For me, um, I'm still young. And so illustration can be hard at times mm. um, because, you know, I, older preachers have a little bit more wealth of knowledge and experience yeah. to draw from. Um, I, I enjoy illustration. It's sometimes been hard. Application, I think, is always something that you have to work on because you have to know your people to apply it well. Mm. And so I, I'm still new to Barstow. I've been there less than a year now. Yeah. And so for me right now, the best way to learn how to preach is to spend time with my people Hmm. And when it comes to application. So I'm yeah. always working on that area as well. So I would say probably those two areas are the okay. areas that I have to work on the most. Obviously, every area I need to work on more. <laughs> um, and that's why I choose at least one area every year sure. to kind of build on. Yeah. And what do you think is the most challenging or difficult uh, either passage, passage in the Bible or topic you've preached on? Gee whiz. That's good. I preached the book of Jude, and that one's fun um, because it brings up all sorts of things that um, you may not want to preach on. Um, you know, there's there's extra biblical literature referenced in oh, Jude, right. um, topics of angels and fallen angels and all those things. I remember, and that was a few years ago now, but that was a fun series. Mm. I, usually I don't say something's hard. I say it's interesting, right? So that was an interesting <laughs> series for me. Um, you know, all of us have topics we don't like to preach on. Yeah. Um, divorce is one I don't like to preach on. Oh, sure, Obviously, yeah. it's it's a hard yeah. topic for so many. Yeah. Um, tithing is something I don't like to preach on, but uh, we do it, and, yeah. and it's good for us. Yeah. So, once again, that's why I like to pick books and preach through them because it it forces me to preach on texts that I may right. want to skip. Right. Um. And, and so it, it's funny. A lot of people's answer to this as I ask folks is like Old Testament text. I love to preach the Old Testament. Hmm. I, I love preaching Genesis through through Deuteronomy and um, Well you preached through Genesis for yes. Christmas for a few years, right? Yes. Isn't that right? Yes. Um I, I, I find Genesis, you know, obviously is the foundation of a lot. Yeah. And uh, I think it's foundation of our understanding of theology in so hmm. many ways. And so I, I enjoy Genesis is one of my favorite books to preach, actually. Yeah. Genesis and Exodus. Yeah. Love them. 
What is a swing and a miss you've made in ministry? Hmm. Swing and a miss. Uh, I did youth ministry for a while, so it's like every week something there, right? Um, uh, put stuff on the calendar and no one shows up. I mean, oh, yeah. I could share so many stories of that. Um, many times in, in I'll just give a general answer. How about okay, that? Okay, that's fine. Um, I've learned as a pastor, most of my swing and misses happen when I don't include other people in the process and making a decision. Mm. And when I don't pray through it well enough and yeah. when I don't get some wisdom in it. Um, and then, so alongside that also, when I feel as a pastor, the Holy Spirit leading me, um, that sometimes I, I'll, I'll just, you know, oh, let's just please the crowd, right? Yeah. A lot of times for me, swinging and, swings and misses in ministry have happened that way. Yeah. Um, and, and there's just so many examples of it, you know, and I've been blessed with so many um, mentors of mine who are patient, mm. um, pastors above me in the past who've just loved me and been patient with me um, with those things. So I'm not going to give you a too specific of an answer with it, um, just very generally. Yeah. That's fine. It's okay? It's acceptable. You'll, you'll accept that? I accept that. You, you were there for several of them. Well, I know we you did, did several together. did ministry with me? Yeah. My best one, actually, was after you left when I did that youth night. We did movie night yeah. in the uh, kind of the backyard of the church, and the sprinklers came on. I, I literally <laughs> was thinking to myself, like, this is a perfect event. Like, everyone's happy. It's and pleasant. Sprinklers. It's a perfect, and the sprinklers came on, and it was just a mad rush of pulling the you know like the screen the tv projector all that kind of stuff like out of the water i mean it was just great it was a nightmare i think everyone was wet but we still had to like i think it was an all-nighter at the church too so mm. it's just it it completely felt you know every all-nighter i've ever done with you felt like a swing and miss (laughs) that's true um (laughs) that's just one we went camping with some youth once and we didn't put the food up and the raccoons you slept in a hammock and they about killed you all that night yeah um, and then we did a we did a an all nighter in the church once where kids spilt stuff all over the carpet. In that was everyone's favorite Sunday that's school, right? Room. At three in the morning, I think we were we were scrubbing, scrubbing. and we're it scrubbing. was like, how is this much Coca Cola on the ground? It's yeah. like more than we bought. Yeah, it was it was it was rough. I think I swore off uh, overnighters. Yeah, I think, then I think that was kind of that's the last one I've ever done. <laughs> okay, Steve, this is a this is two separate. We'll kind of two separate questions, okay. but they're related. What is something you think that pastor cannot learn in a seminary classroom? That they cannot yeah. learn in a seminary classroom. Or it could be personal for you. What's something you feel like you had to learn in ministry? You, you Are you going to ask me what they have to learn? Yeah, that's the Okay, let me side. start with that one. You want to do that one first? Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's do that. <laughs> Don't you love me? All right, uh, what do people have to learn yeah. in seminary? What's the thing you have to get? Uh, I think in seminary you have to learn how to study the word. Mm-hmm. Um, seminary is very helpful for that. But alongside that also, I, I think seminary, you need to get out of it learning how to disagree with folks, learning how to hear different opinions on things yeah. um, and be able to deal with that. Yeah. Because I think in ministry that comes up so much and that seminary just helps with that. Yeah, um, sitting right. next to someone who's going to disagree with me on you know some minor topic. Yeah. Um, and having those discussions and learning how to disagree with one another and love each other through it, um, for me, I feel like that is something so necessary to learn at that stage. Yeah. Um, and, and how to study the word. So having the proper tools 
Um, seminary is really good at giving you the tools for study of the word and theology and history. Um, seminary doesn't always tell us what to think and what to believe, but it teaches us how to think and how mm. to believe and how to come to um, our understanding of things. Yeah. And so I think, I think if you're going to go to seminary and you're going to get what you need to get out of it, you need to learn those things yeah. at least. Yeah. Um, what you can't learn in seminary, um, I would say integrity. Mm. Um, I, think, I think seminary... Gives you opportunities to test your integrity. Yeah, for sure. Uh, plenty of times. Yeah. But I think you can't learn it. Yeah. Um, I get emotional thinking about it just because mm. I think about the lack of integrity that we see in ministry. Mm. And you think, oh, man, they should have learned that in, in seminary. You can't teach it. You can't teach holiness. Yeah. Um, you have to learn it from the word. You have to learn it from your own personal growth as a believer. Yeah. Um, and seminary, like I said, can give you opportunities to test it. But in the end, if you want to get through seminary without learning that, you can. Yeah. And, and you, in ministry, you have to have it. Yeah. It'll ruin your ministry every time. Yeah. 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 Last question. Yeah. If you could. Uh, what would you what what advice would you give yourself your first year in ministry? Trust the Lord. Mm. Um, I, I've heard the quote several times uh, through several different people, so I don't know where it originated. But um, young ministers tend to overestimate what we can do in one year and underestimate what Jesus can do in fifty years. And so take your time, trust the Lord. Don't feel like you have the weight of the world on your shoulders. Mm. Um, love your wife, love your kids. Yeah. Take your time. <laughs> it's, it, yeah. it's just such a, an important thing um, that we fail to do sometimes. Yeah. Because in, in pastoral ministry, we all have a heart for people, hopefully. <laughs> we have a heart for the church. And sometimes we get that that pressure on us like oh i have to do this i have to do this um my wife is a great resource for telling me steve um first of all not everybody's sitting at home thinking about you all the time it ain't all on you um and number two um uh, steve jesus loves his church a whole lot more than you do mm. trust him he died for the church mm. you didn't yeah um so so those are i i think i have to repeat that to myself, yeah. still in ministry after yeah. after a few years of it. Yeah, for sure. And so I, I think I wish though I would have told myself that earlier. Yeah. So that's good. Yeah. That was ten questions. I think so. I think you skipped math class. That's not ten. I think I actually I, I figured out yesterday that I actually have eleven questions written down. Oh, so that's eleven. So I think I skipped one, but I kind of combined two into one. So, you know, what are you gonna do? That was a question I just said. What am I gonna do? Yeah. I'm about to go enjoy the convention in a minute. Yeah. Well, Pastor Steve, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, T.